to another episode of Simply Medicare. I'm your host, Debbie Straub. And do we have an awesome topic that we're going to cover today? Have you ever found yourself with your mom or your dad or perhaps even you going, what's a computer? How do I turn? Uh, I, how, what's Snapchat? What's Instagram? And, you know, um, what's a smartphone? You know, I everything seems confusing and overwhelming, right? So we got a guy for you so this guy is freaking awesome first of all we're all jelly because you're down in miami uh so we wish you we wish we were with you but you can just bring your sunshine to our day so thank you so much with your bright blue and your happy face so we're so excited to have you on stefano so Tell us a little bit about who you are, and then we'll get into like all of the wonderful things that you're doing to help those of us who are confused and overwhelmed at how to even work a computer. Uh, wow. Uh, thank you, Debbie, for that that excitable intro. It, it, it's, it's exciting to me, <laughs> um, truly, because we've all been there at one time. You yeah. know, it's easy to forget, but we've all been there one time. Yeah. Um, one, I just want to say thank you so much for having me here today. I uh, really appreciate it uh, being part of this. Uh, one, you know, where I, I'll start by sharing what we actually do and then kind of where, how we started in the first place. Uh, Curvocacy actually is here to help older adults be more digital literate, be more tech savvy. And we primarily partner actually with payers and providers to make sure that their patients or their members are uh, have the digital health literacy that they need to, to be able to have access to healthcare, to education, and then also address mm -hmm. social determinants of health, which are so important for older adults, especially nowadays. Um, I started like, this company back in 2020, uh, actually about a year before that, a few years before that, uh, my family and I decided to be caregivers to my grandma who's living with Alzheimer's. And ever <sighs> since that experience, it's to this day, uh, as a current mm -hmm. caregiver, um, she was the inspiration for creating this in the first place. And I wanted to find solutions for older adults that ultimately at the time um, uh, was to save me, you know, get back my time because as a caregiver, yeah. as well as a, I was a freshman in, in a university at the time. And so I wanted to find uh, solutions for that. And I thought technology would be the best way to do it. But uh, as I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, um, I started to see that we still had such a huge digital divide amongst older adults yeah. and technology and, and just what that means in general, especially for someone who may not have access to a technology education or anything that they can have access to to the internet nowadays, which is so important because almost everything you need to do requires a form of digital literacy. And so that's that's how we kind of came to be um, a, a mix of a, of a caregiver experience as well as kind of looking at what the landscape was for the digital health world. You know, I I, I think that that is really amazing because it doesn't have to be um, like, I want to know everything there is to know. Maybe we just want to know how do I turn on this laptop and then eventually once I can kind of get past it, maybe I want to talk to my doctor, you know, telehealth. Um, maybe I can't leave the house. Maybe it's snowing or I'm not feeling well and I need to talk to my doctor. And 
the rotary phone probably isn't the best way to do that anymore. Uh, and so have you ever seen that, by the way, as a little sidebar, the, the like 18 year olds who are trying to figure out how to use a rotary <laughs> phone? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, I it's have so funny. It's so funny. They're like, okay, now just try and dial me. And they have no idea. Anyway, that being said, so, you know, maybe it would be really helpful for them to learn how to just connect to the internet and to be able to reach out to their doctor. But, but also too, what, you know, they're thinking, what is the internet? How can that even be? How is that even possible? So, you know, I, I think you're bringing a good service. So if, if I'm interested in doing this, what is it that you teach me? How, how are the basics? I, I, if I don't know anything, what, what do you do? Yeah, um, I did want to add into that story about like younger generations not knowing, you know, technology of before. I, you know, when I was 19, I found out what a Rolodex was. And then like, <laughs> when, when, I, when I saw that and they pulled it out, I was like, this is how you keep all your contacts and everything yeah, else. Like, yeah, yeah. It was very interesting to see that. And obviously, um, yeah, when I when, when someone mentioned that to me and they were just stunned by the fact that I didn't know what a Rolodex was. So yeah, I definitely could yeah. relate to, you know, I, I learned a lot, especially from our learners as well, too, our older, older adults that we impact. So there's a very much an intergenerational uh, experience between uh, the our team as well as our learners. But um, yeah. to answer your question in regards to, like, you know, where does someone begin, you know, especially if they're, let's say tech curious about learning about technology, as you mentioned, like if they're asking questions, if they're they're actually intently trying to figure out like, what is the internet? How do I use it to my advantage? How do I have access to these things? Uh, that is actually the first step. Uh, someone who is like really interested, it's their gears are turning. That's amazing. You know, we love when people are like that. That's good. Ask questions, ask others, ask for help. That's like the most important step first when it comes to learning how to use technology because for most people you know they're in fear of either being judged or they might ask a dumb question or they're not sure where to begin because um they're just they feel intimidated by the technology that's being put out there in the mm -hmm. world but in reality it really starts with asking the question um, asking people asking for help which is so important and then mm -hmm. second if let's say um let's say there was no local programs or or any options that you had, obviously we, we might be a good fit for you, but let's say, you know, we, we work with us, you just simply go on our website, which is carevocacy.com. And then we mm -hmm. have about three solutions that we provide, which is we offer uh, online private tutoring. So just simply how you would uh, get a tutor for your child. You're basically getting a private tech tutor and learning about a topic that you're familiar with or you're interested in, um, mm -hmm. or you have a special project, let's say, uh, you know, uh, I want a texture to help me build my Facebook page, you know, those kind of things. Um, it really depends on the learner. And we try to build a curriculum, a bespoke experience for that person when they want to have a private tech tutor. And let's say they love to learn in an environment that has other people involved. So like, for example, group class, we offer that as well, too. We offer online and in-person classes. Unfortunately, all of our in-person classes are only in the Miami Broward area in Florida yeah. right now. Um, yeah. And um, I, I, there's actually another layer to that. So uh, we actually, one of our biggest part, biggest partners right now is Humana. And so Humana members in Miami Broward County area are able to attend our classes through their primary care clinics 
And so we provide those tech classes on site and really foster an environment of learning. And then uh, our last uh, intervention or solution is a much more AI digital literacy coach where someone can simply text our number and ask any tech questions that they typically would ask like a, a grandkid to ask and they could um, text our number and not be judged. And then our coach will just give them all the answers, walk them through the steps in a much more accessible and scalable way. And so those are <laughs> the three solutions that we offer. Ultimately, it's up to the person to decide what is the best path or learning style for them. But regardless if they use us or work with us, um, if we are able to help you find somebody that can help you, we can do that too. There might be organizations in your area that we have connections with, um, but it all starts with asking the question of how do I use this? What is the internet? How do I get myself to be more educated about the, about the topic? Yeah. and and. I think somebody said to me one time, you know, when they were talking, when I, you know, back in the day, what is the internet? And they're like, it's a digital encyclopedia and an encyclopedia. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. You know, I, I can picture that a whole set of encyclopedias there. And, you know, I can just open it up. I can type in what I want and lots of different things are going to come up. And, yeah. and I think in, in the Medicare population, we tend to use Facebook a lot and that has helped them feel more connected. But there's also a lot of people out there that don't have Facebook or are overwhelmed by Facebook. And is, is that something that you could help them? I know you said set up a page, but I, to me, it seems like once that avenue has been unlocked, it just opens up so many doors. They're connected to their family and their friends and seeing pictures and you can help them with that. Yes, definitely. So I love that you said that like um, it opens up avenues and doors and opportunities. And I think that's the, the primary focus that we try to provide, which is like, if it's not Facebook, it could be Instagram. If it's not Instagram, it could be Snapchat. If, it, if not all three of these major social media players, it could just simply be navigating a website, right? So uh, mm -hmm. it really is dependent on what the person wants to learn and exactly how consistent they are too, because that's really important, right? Retention is key, especially when it comes to learning new things. And so, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, a variety of topics we can assist with. Ultimately, the hardest part about our job isn't necessarily yeah. even teaching the technology, but it's ultimately being a companion, being a friend, and sometimes a therapist, right? Uh, because, you know, we have hey. a lot of our learners who've experienced unfortunate events uh, through using mm -hmm. technology and, you know, in fear of judgment and fear of other things, they don't want to share those things. And, but you could share those things with our team and ultimately uh, help uh, prevent those scams or fraudulent um, events. So um, I would say, yeah, we do, we cover a variety of topics from online safety to accessing your email, to online banking, to uh, taking classes online if you want to, uh, or even just simply searching things up that you just need. You know, we've actually had some interesting classes where we, we've introduced chat GPT and artificial intelligence for our older adults. Uh, that mm -hmm. might be a very hot topic amongst people right now. Um, but one of our yeah. learners, he is around his 80s right now. He sends me AI generated images <laughs> that he's made uh, at 80 years old, 80 plus years old. And he's just so happy. Like, he's just like amazed by how the art that he's been able to create and uh, uh, he's also been able to uh, use AI to develop like itineraries for uh, his wife's um, uh, birthday and things like that. 
Um, he's been able to negotiate his lease with HOA because he's asked AI to kind of, you know, answer those questions that he couldn't answer for himself. So there's are some th- like avenues that I think, you know, a lot of older adults miss out on just because one, they're, you know, they're not sure about how to use it or they just don't have someone who can help them with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so do you find that most people when they come to the class, do they have a computer or are they using their smartphone or maybe their tablet or iPad? Yeah, so a majority of our on-site classes as of right now have been smartphone users. But okay. let's say if someone was requesting for a private tutor, usually they are looking for someone who can help them with their uh, computer or their uh, laptop or things like that. It's really dependent on the person. So again, it doesn't really matter the device or uh, the topic. It's just a matter of if they show up and if they're asking the right questions or asking questions in general, uh, we'll be able to assist them or help them out with that. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Tell us a little bit about your grandma and and more about that, because I think yeah. that's a really interesting story. Yeah, thank you. Uh, my grandma, she just turned 79 years old this year. Um, mm-hmm. So she's, I believe she's fairly young, but she, she is in her late stages of Alzheimer's. And yeah, um, yeah it's been an interesting journey in caring for her. One, a lot of the things that we do at Kervaxi is shaped by the things that I know about her and, and her life. And so um, when she was in the Philippines, before she retired, uh, she actually was like a, a superintendent, someone who oversaw many schools. And uh, she worked with um, special needs students as well. So the educator background kind of did, I didn't fall far from the tree as to like where I ended up doing. Um, but, you know, ultimately she was just really a person who cared about the community, the people around it, um, but then also just had like an appreciation for art, fashion, and just like the fine things in life. And so knowing that on my grandma, um, and then to kind of see her in the state, it is a little bit, you know, sometimes saddening moments, but when we yeah. ever see those moments where she has her little attitude, her, her little yeah. funk about those things, <laughs> we love it because, you know, her personality is very much still there. And I think for a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's hard, it's not easy, but we, we yeah. live for those moments when she does show that. And uh, yeah, I mean, even a lot of the things that we do, um, like sometimes our, our some one of our company values is also what, kind of based off of her as well, and our our product, uh, our purple shirts as a, as a company has been um, based off of the fact that purple is the color of Alzheimer's. So there's a lot of my culture and my um, journey as a caregiver that has weaved into the work that we do. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's that's my grandma. She's. She's awesome. Yeah, there's days where she obviously needs way more help than I, um, that we that she needs. And there are days that she's all right. But that is the, the ebbs and flows of caregiving. It is. And sometimes it might be easy to easy to forget when we're care when we're caring for someone or even if we just meet someone, they have a story. You know, they were yes. they had a family or they had a career or they were prominent in the community or whatever. They have a story to tell. And sometimes that can be easy to forget or to overlook. So um, what about folks with Alzheimer's um, or some other sort of thing that is in their life right now that perhaps could be a challenge 
do you still work with individuals uh, that might have a cognitive um, impairment, I guess I would say, or a physical uh, limitation as well? Yeah, so in regards to those with either late <laughs> stages of Alzheimer's or memory loss, um, we, we had done some work in the past with that. Primarily, we don't right now just because uh, the topics do require, uh, you know, retention, a little bit of yeah. testing and things like that. So, like, unfortunately, my grandma is not, you know, one of our learners nowadays. She's a little bit yeah. too far into the disease itself. But if someone who has a chronic illness and they are interested and they still want to pursue learning technology, we'll never turn them down. And vice versa okay. for someone who may have... Um, like, for example, we've worked with older adults who has a little bit of shakes and tremors, right? And so we think about accessibility and how they can use technology in a way that fits for them. So, for example, with um, older adults who struggle with, you know, sh you know, their fingers are shaking, their hands are shaking while using the mobile phone, we try to educate them on other options that they can have by using voice, their voice, voice. to access the phone. Yeah. So there are many ways, especially because of technology, and as well as as we continue to build more accessible tools, has been made, made it more easier for people who have either cognitive illnesses or uh, physical ailments that could really be helpful in that. So I don't think it's impossible. We rarely do have a, lo a lot of learners that, that work with us in that regard. But as I said, like um, anybody is welcome as long as they're being tech curious and asking <laughs> questions. I know, yeah. and I'm serious because yeah. it's it's, it's really true. the it's really the hurdle, you know. Like mm -hmm. even with our our current learners in these classes, they look at our tech tutors and our team, and you know they I, you could tell that they have something that they want to ask, but they just you know they're afraid, they're not sure, they don't want to look like they they don't know anything. But in reality, it's you know, we, we want to make sure like you, you feel comfortable in doing that. And that's from the private tutoring side to the classes, to our AI, like that's, that's the whole, like, that's the basis of where you start with education. So, yeah. I think that's awesome. How do people reach you? In regards to, uh, by, well, getting more by information. Email. <laughs> yeah. Um, they want to come by, by dove, by pigeon. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so let's, <laughs> um, no, so they can reach us in, in multiple ways. It really depends on the person, but let's say they can email me right at Stefano with a F, not a PH, Stefano at Kervocacy.com. That's Kervocacy, C-A-R-E-V-O-C-A-C-Y.com. And they can email me directly or they can do ask at Kervocacy.com. They can email us that way. Uh, they can check our website. We are heavily on Instagram and Facebook as well, too. Uh, we have a huge kind of TikTok-ish presence as well. If they're interested mm -hmm. to be on there, we love doing videos with our learners and, and really showcasing what it looks like to learn, not just to showcase that we're, you know, old and fragile and we don't know anything. Like, no, we're, yeah. we're, we're here to change yeah. the narrative on that. And so if social media yeah. is a place to be, you can do that. Or you could text our, our support number as well, too. So th there's many ways to to get connected with uh, the work that we do. Yeah, and, and you've been doing this, you said, since 2020? Yes, <laughs> since 2020. Yeah. Wow. During the it, pandemic, during yeah. all the shifts and changes, especially in the state of Florida, and all the things that, that uh, has happened, um, 
yeah, no, it's it's been a blessing and truly just an, an honor, honestly, to be able to impact a lot of people and build a team that really understands like the work that we do. Mm -hmm. I know in Medicare world, the the folks needed a, a way to be able to keep in touch with their with their family and their friends, and it seemed like Zoom was the way to do it. I mean, Zoom had been around, but now it's like up and running, and people are. It's like it's like using the word Google. Oh, I'll Zoom. You know, even though it might not be Zoom, it could be another another avenue. But still, and so I think a lot of people had to do that to to be able to keep in touch. But then there are those that. <clears throat> maybe didn't have that opportunity. So I think this is a wonderful service that you're offering. I really yeah, do. Thank you. And there, there are still a lot of folks in this country who, who not, who does not have, um, does not have any broadband access. Right. So, you know, yeah. So we, those are folks that may not be able to get on a zoom, but there are also folks who, who've never been on the internet before. Right. And so there are government and federal programs to support that as well, uh, to help people with uh, those broadband access. Uh, but, you know, it's really important, like, you know, to give that to everybody who are seeking out um, services like those. Mm -hmm. So really, anybody that's interested in learning more about the Internet it, so that it doesn't seem so scary and it doesn't <laughs> seem so overwhelming and they're not going to reach out and grab you, uh, you know, I think you would be a great resource. And, and we do run into that occasionally with Medicare because they may be on the computer and then they click on something they think it's medicare or they think it's a legitimate website and all of a sudden within 30 seconds their phone is ringing and they didn't even know and sometimes we run across people in medicare where they're they were switched to another plan and they didn't even know and it might have been because they talked to somebody on the phone or they clicked on something on the internet and they didn't even realize it so it's it's scary but it doesn't have to be overwhelming you know there are safe measures and and things that folks can do to make sure that you know mom and dad are on the computer and they're doing it safely and understanding what do what they need to do is is a result of you so thank you we appreciate that yeah i mean i hope it's taken off the burden from fellow caregivers mm -hmm. like myself for being able to assist with their, lo their loved ones and you know, for the for the learner, it's given them the opportunity to be independent as well, too, right? Because mm -hmm. you know, being able to navigate and um, you know understand whether it is a scam or it is you know something that's supposed to be real, you know, it feels really good <laughs> to, to be able to say empowering, empowering yeah. to be able to say, oh, I prevented myself from actually clicking on that link that I wasn't supposed mm -hmm. to, or I didn't fall for that trap, you know, so. It, you know, it, it works in both ways. Um, I will mm -hmm. say, you know, you had mentioned that, you, you know, this, um, you're part of Medicare and working with a lot of people in Medicare. Um, just a little, like, little fun fact. So the Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services have now, you know, mandated all these MA plans, Medicare Advantage plans, to, to provide um, digital health literacy um resources mm -hmm. to all of their enrollees which is an exciting moment for not only yes. for us but for for all those members in these ma plans where you know um they can have actual access to help to help them navigate mm -hmm. through telehealth and patient portals and all these other things that uh, or i'm sorry um insurance dashboards all these things that we we tend to you know overlook because we, you know if you just right. put a link or an email that they'll figure it out but in reality 
you know, for most Medicare Advantage members or Medicare in general, um, you know, they do need that additional assistance. So that's been a really exciting mandate mm -hmm. uh, coming in 2024. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I need assistance too. You know, <laughs> I, I'm on the computer every day and there's still things that are like, huh? But, but to your point, you don't have to know everything to just be able to get on and have fun, do some learning, play some games, see some pictures out there of your family and friends. You don't have to know everything to be able to be a part of the community. W wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yes, okay. I definitely right. agree with that. There's many, there's many simple ways to still be active in the internet instead of, you know, creating a TikTok video, doing a Snapchat, like you don't have to do everything. Yeah. It's just right. the one thing that could really help you stay connected. Good, good. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on here. I think that it's helped our viewers and our listeners to understand that you're not alone. And if you are caring for somebody, there are folks out there to help you through that journey. It, it doesn't have to be an isolation period. It can be a time where community can come together and, and help. So thank you very much for what you had to offer us today. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you for your energy yeah. and thank you so much for having me and the impact yeah. that you've had with, with your older adults as well, too. So thank you so much. I I love, love, love Medicare. I really do. <laughs> I mean, just like what you do. I mean, I, I get up and, you know, Sundays are no different than Tuesdays. It's just I, I get up and I'm really excited about it. And the more that we can help and the more that we can spread the good news, the better. And you're definitely a part of that. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you for being on. And that's another episode of Simply Medicare. I'm your host, Debbie Stroud. If you've enjoyed this edition of Simply Medicare podcast and you don't want to miss any future episodes, please make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Please also leave comments and offer feedback so we can make this podcast the best it can be for you. If you need assistance with your Medicare signup or you just have general Medicare questions, make sure to reach out to me at 248-227-0347. You can also reach me online at michiganmedicarespecialist.com or through my email at debbie at michiganmedicarespecialist.com. I really look forward to working with you soon.